Welcome back to The Creative Squeeze. Episode 5 is a fun conversation with SCAD alum Dinesh Dave. As a Facebook product designer and digital creator, he teaches us the power of just saying yes. our notes actually and I, I looked at that first page and from our first sort of meeting and I was like shit that sounds like me on paper without Dinesh's name because we're kind yeah. of uh <laughs> we're just gonna dive straight into it to be honest because right. yeah, no we've got a, a lot of really cool stuff to get through um so again we really appreciate your time um maybe if you want to just give everyone a quick intro of who you are where are you right now and what are you doing yeah, cool. Uh, yeah, so uh, my name is Dinesh Dave. Um, I am currently living in San Francisco, Oakland, uh, actually Emeryville. So it's this little tiny town in Oakland uh, in the Bay Area. Um, I live right next door to Pixar, which is super nice and super fun. <laughs> um, so uh, yeah, so I live in San Francisco and uh, I work at Facebook right now as a art director slash product designer. And yeah, that's 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 me in a nutshell. I'm originally from London, England. From Staines, uh, right? Staines, from Staines. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I'm from I'm from a little tiny town um, right under Staines called Sunbury upon Thames. But Staines is usually where we all go shopping and and get our groceries and stuff. So yeah, I just, home I, home I, of I Ali G. Home of Ali G. <laughs> yeah, if you if you if you are familiar with uh, Ali G, uh, who also used to pay, play Bruno and Borat yeah great um, great films great movies yeah very weird humor if you're into that sort of sick humor like, like i grimsby. am have you seen grimsby yet? i haven't no 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 no. is grimsby any good it's difficult good just because of how good bora and bruno were but if you're a fan of ali g i definitely recommend it yeah the thing is is that he's he's kind of done like the dictator like he's it's it's a movie it's like it's not a recording it's not like a live recording so you don't get these uh human interactions that are so uh unique you know to that yeah, situation right. you know so it's it's uh, different styles i think of movies yeah um anyway <laughs> so anyway moving on, moving on. <laughs> yeah so i guess um we can kind of dive into your first foray into creativity which you had told us was kind of graphic design in forums online and stuff yeah was that like the very first thing that you did or did anyone introduce you to creativity outside of the internet world uh no it it actually all starts on the internet world like it literally started on um an internet forum called game renders and it was just me uh you know being a young uh boy in england just playing nintendo and playstation all the fucking time and so it, i was just going on forums to try and find out like you know cheat codes and all this sort of stuff and so i stumbled upon this forum called game renders and they there was this a, there was a section on the forum where you could design certain there's like a design section and there were people like designing signatures and then play like paying tokens like forum tokens like bitcoin or no, it was like its own sort of currency. It was so weird. And, and yeah, and it's like the, the more like level number you get or something like this, it's it's just uh, uh, kind of like karma on Reddit. Or yeah, it's, like yeah, it's 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 like a ranking system. It's so odd. <laughs> but um, but yeah, it's uh, I started out there and then like uh, started to learn a bit of design from like designing these signatures for people. And it was like my own sort of curiosity, like 
learning Photoshop, learning Illustrator. I was like, okay, cool. Well, how do I make this other animation mm. or this other design? How do I make that 3D thing? Oh, okay, cool. Cinema 4D. I have to learn Cinema 4D. So it was all kind of this jumping off kickoff point. Um, and you would probably agree with saying at this point in your life, you know, pre-college, you weren't exactly an academic, correct? No, definitely not. No, I, I had failed pretty much entirely yeah. high school, secondary school for me and you. Um, but yeah, I, I had failed. I, I just was so stupid that I actually just couldn't get into university. And um, I, because you have to do this thing called like A-levels before uh, you get to like, A-levels get to that point. Yeah, they're just, yeah. And so like you do high school, then do two years of A-levels. Um, and then I just I, I sort of failed the, the first year. At the start. We talked about it the first podcast because I, I touched on sort of the schooling system and how it sets you up. And it yeah. just seems at such a young age, you have to get so specific and it's yeah. hard to like flourish and go down these different channels. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, you know, what's really, you know, what's really, really, really funny is that, um, uh, I was, I was thinking about this the other day. Uh, I'm going to reference a uh, good old Kanye West, but Kanye West has <laughs> some, he said some shit about like, yeah, he said something about like, we're in this sort of like cage. Like as soon as you're born, you have this like freedom, this sense of freedom. And then you go to like, you know, then you go to school and then you've kind of have this like rigid structure. You, you know, you graduate from school, then you go to university, you have rigid structure, then you go to a job, a rigid structure, right? So you're always part of this like rigid structure uh, system. So I, it's almost sort of like breaking that, if you, if you know what I mean. We've talked about it for before too, like school – the original inception of school was like to train people into industry jobs, you know, like yeah. big corporate companies, especially in the the last century, you know, massive factories and stuff, teaching people to, just to fall in line and not really question the status quo. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I, it, it's just, yeah, it's just a rigid structure. We just live in this like, <laughs> crazy rigid structure. And like, uh, I think it's, I think it's cool to sort of, poke and push this like rigid structure to see what sort of happens i think steve jobs said something really really cool where you know as soon as you understand that like life and the world is this like blob and you you poke here and something else comes out there it moves right so like as you understand that you can poke and prod at life you can really just sort of figure it out and and get to the places that you really really want to and i i feel like i did a little bit of that like during my uh my store like early career you know, I never really wanted to just sort of take like yes for an answer or just do this rigid structure. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I think that's where like creativity is the, for me, that is the sort of that prod. That's really like what is in, inbuilt in all of us that have been through schools like SCAD or have ventured into somewhat creative careers is that you're always a little bit of an anomaly. You're the, you're the outsider who doesn't stick to that status quo and, push it so yeah i completely agree and so yeah so we're, we're in the late stages of your high school sort of your, your a levels are struggling but you're getting really into your graphic design and um you're working at region street in an apple store right oh yeah yeah i've been like an apple nerd my entire life and yeah <laughs> so um yeah so like i was doing these a levels and i failed the it's a two-year thing so i failed the first year and I basically was like, oh, shit, I have to retake the first year to do the second. It was like this whole sort of mess that I had sort of landed myself into. Um, and then I had gone into SCAD. Like I had submitted this like portfolio with like 
some stuff that I learned from this game renders forum and some stuff that I did just kind of on the site, clickety click when I, when I got home on, on my gigantic PC, you know, and, <laughs> and, uh, and yeah, I had gone in, gotten into SCAD in this portfolio. And I, then I was just like, you know what? I, I just sort of like, I'm going to like leave this like school and go learn and go work at like the Apple registry store and, you know, grab my pennies before I, uh, move over to America and, and start SCAD as a freshman, you know? Yeah. Um, so for those of you who it... don't know, for those of you who haven't heard of SCAD already on the podcast, me and Chris are currently students. Dinesh came to the same campus actually in Atlanta. So that that was quite a big deal though. You know, you were kind of in this hub in London and it's this quite compact city. And then you're yeah. moving from Staines to Atlanta. Was that uh, sort of daunting a little bit or were you excited? Yeah, it was, it was definitely daunting, you know, but I was, I was a little excited. I was, I was excited to just sort of move away and, uh, I wanted a change. I wanted something different. And I, and I, I had an opportunity and I knew I had an opportunity and, and my parents are very, very encouraging for me to go chase this opportunity, you know? Um, so yeah, mixed emotions, definitely. Yeah. You know, even I, I think about it today, it's, I don't know, I've kind of been in this country for 13 years now and it's, it's such like mixed emotions, you know, like it doesn't even feel like that anymore. You know. Sounds like you had some really supportive uh, parents as well. You you mentioned a really nice story the other day of your dad kind of treating you to this one thing that you'd always wanted, and he sort of bent over backwards to get it for you. Yeah, yeah, it was so. so my da- so like I said, I was doing this like clickety click graphic design on this gigantic PC and and uh, on this on this game renders forum and, and all this sort of stuff. And so my dad had sort of. Um, really kind of just saw that I was doing this, you know, graphic design bullshit. So I think it was like, uh, I don't remember, it was like my 15th birthday or something like this. He like asks a, a friend of his at work and he's like, hey, like what's a good computer for my son? He does this graphic design bullshit, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> uh, and like his friend had suggested like an Apple computer. And so, yeah, my, my dad had like maxed out his credit card and like and bought me um, our first uh, Macintosh, which was uh, a power like family. Before. The family. Yeah, right. It's, it's always a family, you know. An immigrant, an immigrant household is always a family computer, you know. Like, oh yeah, one account for Dinesh, one account for Dad, one account for, great. You know, for your sister. So it's it's it was always that, and so and so yeah, he had he had bought this machine, and and yeah, like I opened this up and like did in a candy um, store. Moment. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, and it's 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 you know, I mean, I'm sure everybody knows, but like un- unboxing an Apple product is it's incredibly romantic there's there's yeah, this an intimate feeling yeah that you it's very intimate right and like if you think about it right like i don't know 10 15 years ago when i got on this like apple powerbook g4 laptop like unboxing that was this like beautiful romantic experience and like you're falling in love with this thing that i haven't even like even opened yet i don't even know what it was and so I had that, that was my like significant experience, like which had led me to um, understanding what this comp- what this like laptop was. It was an Apple computer. Like what is Apple? Okay. Designed by Apple in California. Like, okay. It's Steve Jobs. And I would see Steve Jobs just sort of unveil like software and like be like, oh, this is how you use iMovie. This is how you make a website. This is how you use GarageBand. This is how you make some music. And I would like get this like software and then like, figure out how to use that sort of stuff it was like almost my introduction to like other mediums of design and art and creativity you know and you know it was honest it was it's it's a weird thing like it's it was that moment where i was just like holy shit like i want to go work for this company like 
Apple. Like, like mm. who is this Steve Jobs dude? Like, yeah. it seems like a great company and they're doing really great things, you know? I was a nerd, you know, I love technology and all this sort of shit too, you know, it was... It's so unique for kids growing up in the digital age that we can just kind of go off and learn anything now. Like, anything you're interested, you can just go and yeah. find and learn. Yeah. And I think you were talking about, I mean, we said the box that we're kind of born in, the cage, and... Now more than ever, it's easy to just jump out in any direction you want and poke and prod and figure out something you're interested in and go after. Um, so moving forward, SCAD becomes this mainstay in your life. And at SCAD, are you still experimenting on the side or are you doing it more through the university system now? Or how is SCAD for you? Yeah, that's uh, it's a really, really great great question. And you know what, you know what's really funny is that like, that same curiosity that I had, like learning these like apps on this on this on this Apple computer, was it sort of just developed into this into this snowball of like curiosity. And I think mm. as artists and designers, when you are faced with these these situations and 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 you're surrounded by creative people, you automatically just want to like learn and grow, right? So coming to SCAD was was this. Um, experience of wanting to be you know a sponge i wanted to learn everything and so those like apps that would teach me are, are my friends they're my fucking peers you know like the guy who lives next door he's a motion media designer yeah. the person who lives over there he, sound designer the person over there interior design mm-hmm. right okay cool let me learn photography from you over here let me learn lightroom from you over here let me learn how to like edit final cut over here actually that's me a and chris story, were right? just me and chris were just talking about that before the call we kind of just had this moment of talking about what scad has been for us up to now and the people around you give you so much inspiration about opportunity and potential yeah that you just get risen to this level that i've never been on before in terms of wanting to do new stuff yeah you just you know you just the the building and the setup is you just sort of rub shoulders with everybody yeah, the magic of rubbing shoulders with the, with people of different majors can spark so many like really great ideas and collaboration opportunities, and that's exactly what was happening. Um, I was an RA at Springhouse, uh, which is one of the the, the dormitories for freshmen, and um, another RA uh, colleague of mine. He was like editing in like in the RA office, you know, it was, he was doing kind of his hours or whatever. And so he was editing this this thing and this music video he shot. And I had walked in. I was like, you know, teach me how to use Final Cut. I was like, what are you doing over here? And, and he would teach me a few things. And I would go out and I would like learn Final Cut. Like it was just, and I would just ask Michael, like when I see him at the office, yo, how do I do that one thing? It was like, people are game. People are really, really game to just sort of uh, want to just sort of experiment and film and shoot. Like we have unlimited opportunities to do anything we want, you know? Yeah. And then like beyond that, it's no longer like I'm just a graphic designer. I'm just an interactive designer. Like I could, I learned Final Cut. I learned motion media. I learned Cinema 4D. How do you position yourself as someone who is a kind of a jack of all trades now? And I think to Chris's point is that there is a need for people who just do one role really well. And you don't want to sort of go out there and say, well, I can do this and this and this, but mm. it's great to kind of have it on the resume. I think that's a really mm. good point. And I'd like to get your opinion on that. Mate, honestly, I, I struggle with this still. I still struggle with this. 
Um, I came out of SCAD with all these tools, all all this knowledge. I was a filmmaker. I what was are you going to do? Motion <laughs> dude. I was a graphic design major. Like I could do everything. And with these tools combined, I, I became this like tool <laughs> master, master, you know, the master creator, <laughs> the master creator. Yeah. And, and honestly, that's quite a wonderful thing. At starting out young um, in your career, I think it's okay to market yourself as like, you are this jack of all trades. Mm. Like you can do everything. You're not just this one trick pony, you know? And I think that's, that's the, that's the key. And that's the magic right there, mate. Like Matthew is, you know, he does graphic design. He also does a bit of photography. He also does a bit, does a bit of motion. Cool. He can be this graphic design assist and then still have the, have options to like learn here and here. Like, you know, you, you can do more than just one thing. And I think employers are excited by young people, right, who are coming out of college who can do a lot of good things. Because you just you, you just want to start out in your career, like, kind of just experimenting with everything. I started out in, in advertising. And, you know, now I'm this art director, of product designer hybrid. It's, it's, I never thought I'd be here. You know, I didn't know how to be here. I didn't know I was going to get here. But it's... It's your career is a is a developing thing, and and you know you're gonna you're gonna bump and you're gonna make mistakes, and you're gonna be like, okay, cool, this is how we correct. I think this is a this is a really great segue onto really starting the story of your career because it's got a lot of layers to it, and there's a, a common theme which, if you've not already sort of caught on to, you're a big supporter of Apple from a young age, and they were kind of a, a thread through your story, even to this day. So perhaps let's let's talk about those first sort of internships and then we can kind of pick up on where Apple falls in and how that's kind of led to be where you are now. Yeah, for sure. So um so yeah, so right right out of SCAD, um I got an internship at Widen and Candy, which is an advertising agency in Portland, Oregon. It's fantastic. Yeah. Great people. I, I I miss that office. I miss the people there so much. I immediately was was thrown in as a as a designer, um, working on Levi's and Oreo cookies and um, the Coca Cola Super Bowl. I was doing a bit of everything. You know, I was I was even doing I was designing trash cans for like the uh, the recycling trash cans for the entire building. Um, I was doing a, a bunch of different things. And then uh, about, you know, I, that was an internship, which was like three months. And then they like offered me a full-time gig. I was on a visa. I really needed I needed uh, like an extension or a visa or whatever. So I only had like 12 months to work. And so on the 11th month, um, I thought that my company would be um, helping me out, get a visa or whatever. But, you know, there was some crossed wires and, and a mix-up and... I like I couldn't get a visa from this company. Right? Stressful. So, as, a, as an international student, I'm in the yeah. midst of it now. It's really stressful. It's that added layer of not only do I need to get a job, but can yeah. I stay in the country? Yeah, and you know there are so many layers to this. There's so many layers for an international student that like it's it, there are so many pressures from every direction. So yeah. the agency that you were at, you know, that was that was a, a stint where you really helped grow a team from the ground up, and in a way, you know, going into it. Um, that could have been quite daunting again and quite intimidating as someone who was new to it. You were able to grow a really great team. And then um, this kind of came to a head at, at the end of that sort of stint. And then you got a really cool opportunity with a brand that you always loved, right? Yeah. 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 So yeah, my time at AKQ was, was, was really great. Um, like you said, I, I helped grow this fantastic team from 11 to 75 people 
And uh, about a year and a half into that, um, I had gotten a got. I was on PlayStation actually. I was, I was playing some PlayStation <laughs> Network, and uh, a, a previous creative director was was messaging me and then on chat with me. He was like, "Yo, uh, what are you doing? Do you want to come work for my agency in Chicago?" And I was like, "Oh, Chicago, what agency?" And he was like, "Oh, yeah, we do like uh, KFC." And I was like, "Oh no, I'm vegetarian at that time." Um, so I was like, "This isn't going to work out for me." Um, and he goes, "Well, okay, like, do you uh, do you still want to work at Apple?" And I was like, uh, "Yeah, I had I had been barking on about Apple for years, right? Like, ever since that moment, I had gotten that laptop from my dad. I had fallen in love with like all these like apps, iMovie, iWeb, uh, Steve Jobs, Johnny Ive. I had fallen in love with this idea of like." wanting to work at apple and so it was even one of the driving factors of me coming to america or even getting to scan like i knew that apple had hired from scan so it was it was this it was this common thread like you said right that was i had this thing in my head i was like even if it was a even if i was a janitor i'd work at apple i didn't <laughs> care i just wanted to work at apple i wanted to see see steve jobs one day i wanted to meet johnny ive one day even you know during my scad projects i had thematically sort of like made projects were inspired by apple i would always tell professors that i wanted to work at apple even during my jobs at wyden kennedy and at akqa i'd be like yes i want to work at apple i'm going to meet steve jobs one day i'm going to meet johnny ive one day i'm going to work at apple one day all my your shadow your shadow it was, yeah. Life was this apple. yeah exactly yeah it was like this mantra it was like this way of design this way of thinking i got on a call from this recruiter um, he was like, cool. Well, I, I heard you're an Apple nerd. Um, what is it that we're going to do to get you in the door? And so we had discussed a couple of roles. Um, I had told him who I, who I was, what I did. I told him I wasn't a one trick pony. Like I did all these other things. And so they had, they had, they had basically said that, yeah, we'd, you know, you'd be good for this role. Um, and I had, I had interviewed in like two or three weeks and boom, I got this, I got this job at Apple as a, as an interactive designer on the uh, product launch team. So when, um, you know, you are watching the keynote and Steve Jobs or uh, now Tim Cook has, has, has unveiled a product, hey, this is the new um, Apple Watch. After the keynote, apple.com will go live and that new product would go live. And there's this, like this beautiful, sexy story about Apple Watch. There's animation, there's parallax, there's copy, there's all this like um, web design work. Like I was on, on that team as a designer. So you you were part of the one that did Apple Watch or you're just giving that example? So I had worked um, on the original Apple Watch. Like when I had got to Apple, I, they kind of stuck me in this building um, near Cupert in Cupertino and they were like, yeah, just, you know, learn about the company, da, 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 da. I was like, I already know everything about the company. You don't need to explain <laughs> yeah. anything. Yeah. And so after like a couple of days, like I had like this NDA that came through. They were like, okay, cool. Sign this NDA, send it back. I got like a new badge. I got a new seat assignment saying, hey, you need to be at this other building in Sunnyvale, 20 minutes away. And I was like, what the, f I was like, where the fuck is Sunnyvale? And so, you know, I, I went into this building and I, I went through one security door through another security door. There was this kitchen and then in, in this kitchen, there was a door on the left and a door on the right. My badge could only work in one of the doors. So I badged I badged through the door on the left and I opened the door. There it was, Apple Watch. There was about a hundred or two hundred people in this in this room who had like from designers and art directors, developers, project managers, all working on Apple Watch. We had boards and paper everywhere. We were printing all these all these designs. And you must have um, been like this for you though, like even just 
back channeling slightly to that moment where Apple oh mate went, hey you got the job like that has got to be massive like that, oh, is, that must be like you've made it it was an over the moon experience i mean like i had gotten this i had like gone to apple at 23 it, it wasn't an it wasn't an age it wasn't about age but it was like holy shit i said this in enough time people in the office must have been like who's this kid you know like <laughs> yeah, have we got like they, an intern or something or? yeah i was the youngest person there i was i was saying all this stuff you know i was like dabbing and all this shit and like <laughs> everybody's like yo what's a dab yeah it was just a, a wild 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 experience you told a great snippet about the interview and i think it's People often like overthink interviews and get super stressed out. And you had the interview, you went away, and then you brought back like a few beers for them or something, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. So like everybody says, "Yo, uh, have a leave behind," right? And so a lot of a lot of people, especially like at SCAD or in design school, like you are told to leave your resume or your business card. And I was just like, you know what, fuck that. That's boring, right? And so like my interview at Apple was a, it was a Friday. It was a fr- uh, Friday. I'd interviewed for like three or four hours, a group interview here and there. There was a lot of great people. And I just sort of drove to like Whole Foods and I picked up like 60 beers and I called the recruiter and I was like, hey, look, I'm driving by, I'm dropping off 60 beers to you. Like, can you just give them to the team? And she was like, "Uh, okay, cool. And so (laughs) she like gave them to the team and on the drive back to San Francisco, where my hotel was in San Francisco, Cupertino, I got a call saying, hey, like you did amazing on the interview. You pretty much got the job. So I would like start thinking about arrangements from moving from Portland, Oregon to California. And I was just like... That's a quick turnaround for a brand like that. I was like, yeah, because usually there's a lot of paperwork and decision making. But this was like wild, dude. Like I I was blown away. And I I think what makes this for me like even more of a success story is... Again, it's something we might have missed, but I, I just want to back channel to it because I think it's so important in your story and how you always push forward and you're never sort of deterred by anything. So it was back in like your second year of SCAD, you had had like a small opportunity with Apple actually and Ernst Rowe had sort of had this oh, conversation yeah. with you that could have really set you back, but that wasn't the case. Yeah, it was so, yeah, like I said, that one of the driving forces of me going to SCAD was that app, I knew that Apple was hiring from SCAD, right? So I knew that there was this like connection through like alumni services, blah, blah, blah. I was very fortunate to get an email during my second or third year saying, hey, look, you're in this running for an internship. Your professor has, has put you through. Um, and so like I did this like phone interview that went into like a, an iChat interview. And I was in this iChat interview, I remember, and I was speaking to this, this one fella, uh, Ernest, the the it was actually for an internship for the role that i had gotten at apple oh, wow. when i was 23 right it was the same, yeah it was the same right it was an internship for that for that job and so he was interviewing me and he basically just turned around and said yo dinesh like yeah i see the passion i see the love for the company i see the knowledge um the work is okay like I see the um, the understanding of like Apple design like in your work, but I, you know, he was like, I'm just gonna be really honest. Like, I just don't think you're up to scratch to like ever work at Apple. He like kind of crushed my dream. You know, at the end of the day, it was it was like I can't let. I kind of walked away from it, being like, okay, cool. Well, I can it can only get better from here. <laughs> I mean, it can't get any worse. Um, I just kept going. I kept pushing and pushing and pushing. I kept telling people my my journey, my story what I wanted to do. And I think eventually like 
people understood that people understand they want to hear what you want to do you know when i meet people i always ask people like hey what do you want to do like what is it that what are your dreams and people don't know what people don't know what their dreams are i got to my dream wanting to work at apple you know and like and you had those setbacks it reminds me of michael love last week we had a a designer, creative entrepreneur on the podcast last week, Michael, and his dream was Nike. Always wanted to work at Nike, yeah. and he had a, a an interview with, at the time, uh, a guy called Elliot Gray. I think his name was. I might be getting that wrong, but Elliot Gray, and he was a uh, he was the first rep to ever like take the shipments of Jordans around all of the original wow. outlets. And cr- really cool guy. And wow, Michael, wow, wow. at the time, was a young creative and. He had a chance to meet him and the same thing this guy just said to his face like look you're not like phil knight's son you're not my son like you're not gonna get here like your work has to stand way above anyone else's they were getting like yeah. sixty thousand applications a month yeah like what do you do do you let that eat you up or do you just yeah. keep pushing and you clearly kept yeah. pushing even when i was in oregon when i had that second job at akqa i was like look you know what? if this doesn't work out like i'm just gonna get in my car and drive all the way down to cupertino I wave out resumes, CVs. I just wave them out. I don't really care. Like I would go down and mingle and try to f- figure out how to work at Apple. Like that was that was the plan. If it fails here, this is what I'm going to go do. You finally make it at Apple, and you help with the Apple Watch and the iPhone 5S. That's, that's um, still got it. The 6S. <laughs> the 6S. Glorious. Yeah. Glorious. Yeah. 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 And then I get this is an interesting part too. Like when do you know when it's the time to take your next step? Either move in a different direction. You said some people don't know what their dream is, but what happens when you achieve your dream? Yeah, no, absolutely. That's that's a really that's a really great question. I, you know, it's it's a factor for many different sort of people, right? I, I was working with other friends who um, who were also from SCAD. Uh, I actually got my best friend from SCAD to come onto the team at Apple to work with me, right? So we were just both the same age, but uh, and we had another friend too from like Atlanta who came to work on our team, and we we're all kind of the same age, but like. Some of my friends were married. Some of my friends were like single, and so like they were in. Di- we're all in different stages, different priorities. But for me, it's like my career is that driving force, that driving priority force. Right? It's very different for a lot of people. But for me, it was at the. Th- it was like the third year at Apple. It was like I. I just sort of realized that I was talking about the thing. Like I was doing this marketing, talking about this product. I was romanticizing this product, but I was never really working on the thing. You know, like my goal, my goal getting to Apple was to figure out how to build products, empowering creative products to the, to the 15 year old Dinesh today. Like that was a goal, like a manifesto that I had just sort of like wrote up. I sort of wrote it on a, on a sticky note and I posted it up and I was like, this is, this is my purpose. This is why I've come to Apple. Right. Like I fucking got here at 23. Like. Like, there must be a reason that I had gone here at this stage, right? There must be something bigger than this. You can, always, pu- you can always push on. You can always push on, right? And so my third year at Apple, I was, the, I was at Apple for four years. But my third year at Apple, I, I, I sort of wrote this, like, mantra for me. And um, I kept kind of poking around Apple. I was like, hey, like, can I work on this? Can I work on that? They were like, no, you need to be a product designer. No, you need to be a product designer. So I was like, you know what? Fuck this. So I would, I would go home and I would figure out holes in like the, in, in the Apple, like software product, right? What's the hole in iOS? What's the hole in tvOS, right? And then I would go into Photoshop and I would just sort of move things around and then I'd go into After Effects and I would 
basically animate that. I would build prototypes of that sort of thing. I was that never that one trick pony, right? I was trying to fuse all these things plus my like love for Apple plus my solutions and my uh, my ideas just sort of fuse them together. And you see, right? you weren't changing. You hadn't changed from that same guy that was in SCAD. You were still inherently sticking to who you were of always dabbling into stuff and yeah. using those skills you'd taken from college. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's just this feeling of uh, wanting to to break the rules, wanting to just do something else, you know, wanting to be more closer to the thing. And it was my outlet. I was thinking, like, what would Apple do? Right? What would that team do? And so I would I would build these things. And I had like five or six projects. And then I started like going around to different camps at Apple, being like, hey, like, what do you think of this? Hey, what do you think of this? Hey, what do you think of this? What do you think of this? Some people love this. Some people wanted me to push for this interview, push for that interview. I interviewed over here, interviewed over here. But at some points, it was ju- it just sort of came to being like, hey, look, you're not a product designer, right? Like, this is a- yeah, you're coming yeah. from a marketing point of view. Your thinking is marketing. This is where you've been all your life. It's marketing. And so at that point, I was just like, you know what, right? It's just I, I'm never going to get to this ground. I, I'm still young. I think I was like 28 or 27. I could still go out and do product design somewhere else, maybe gain some experience over here. I found a role at Facebook. Um, I had known a lot about the culture at Facebook and and the things that they do there, the, the way they care about people, the way they think about design. The The campus was amazing. It was actually close to home a little bit. So there were so many of these like great like personal benefits. Um, I think the that- culture is a really important point, you because I think – I was thinking about this after our sort of uh, our call the other day, and I, it made sense to me that you really fit into the Facebook culture because it was very reminiscent of SCAD. The ability to kind of go up to anyone and be like, I've got this idea, let's make it. You told yeah. a great little anecdote about wanting to create something at Facebook, right? And then they flew you out to a team and you just went and worked on it. Yeah, yeah. You know what? That's really funny. I never thought about Facebook, my time at Facebook being representative in that time at SCAD. That's actually really interesting. I never thought about that. When I started at Facebook, I uh, was this like product designer within the marketing team. So it was this weird hybrid role. Honestly, I didn't really fit into it. As I was not fitting into this role, I kept thinking to myself, like the, the huge culture difference between Facebook and Apple is that Apple, like I said, you have to go through two security doors to work into a room with no windows. There's so many like layers. You would come out of a building in Apple and, and look across the street at another Apple building and be like, I wonder what that building does. Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Factory. And it was like, yeah, exactly. exactly. It's like Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. You just don't know what these people do. And you could have such a great significance to something so minuscule if you only knew something about that thing, right? Obviously, secrecy, that's the whole Apple culture. But at Facebook, it's not like that. It's everything super open, super collaborative. You can communicate with anybody on a global level. You can you can even uh, message Mark Zuckerberg if you want to. There's times you've been in the office and he's just there. Like you can, if you wanted oh, to, yeah. you could go and speak to him. And then he hosts like weekly talks. Like that is such a culture shift yeah, from where exactly. you were. Exactly. Yeah. Like like you would see Mark like walking around the office. You would see him at the coffee bar. You would see him at his desk working. He does these weekly Q and A's where he stands in front of the entire company or like he does it from his home or he does it from a remote office and he talks to everyone of the entire company. Like, Hey, what do you want? What do you want to know? What do you want to know about the company? And there's so much transparency with what he is saying. It, it's so crazy. For anyone 
leaving school or just entering the workforce, I think you focused a lot on like wanting to be at Apple and creating the experience for the consumer. But then we often forget about the experience of working there. And like, what should you look for in companies and experiences and cultures? And is that something that you should worry about at a younger age? Or is it something that you will naturally come to in an older age? Yeah, it's it's an interesting question. I, you know, I, I flip-flop. I think when you're younger, when you're a student, when you get out of SCAD, I think, or any university in, in that in that matter, you should be a sponge. Right. You should be like, okay, hey, I need to, I want to learn everything. I don't know these things. Like, it's okay to not know. You'll develop taste. You'll develop that, like, style. You'll develop that, like, skill of knowing what you want as you get older, as you get more mature in that career. So. I wanted Apple. I always wanted Apple, right? But then when I got to Facebook, I was like, oh, wait, hold on a second. This culture is really fitting to me, right? And when you when you realize those things, when you realize that, you know, I, I think if, I think if everybody as a as a as a as a bowling ball, right? And you can't you you have bumpers in your in your bowling lane, you're kind of hitting the bumpers over here, then you hit the bumper over there, then you go back and forth until you hit the until you hit the pins. You you just your whole life is just a, uh, is is hitting bumpers. You know, you're going to bounce the next thing. You're going to figure it out. Bounce the next thing, right? F- try to find that next thing that works the best with you. The Facebook culture works really, really well with me, right? It's just like the SCAD culture. I can rub shoulders with anybody. And you know, I, I had a um, question linked to that. I, I, yeah, I was thinking of this question the other night, and I would I really love to get your take on it. It's very uncommon for creatives to stay in the same job for more than five years. From your opinion, you seem like someone who like the idea of that next venture. You're really excited yeah. by it and it's pushing you forward. And I think that's vital in a creative from my standpoint. Yeah. So would you sort of always question creatives who feel comfortable in an environment? You know, as when I was younger, I did question people like that. Right. I was like, oh, why are you working at Apple? You've been there for 10 years. <laughs> You're an old dog. You don't know anything about what's cool anymore. Right. Yeah, that might be true. He, that guy probably doesn't know anything that's cool anymore, but he has that maturity, that level of leadership. Yeah. He understands the company really, really well. He has the connections. He has the bridges. And when you come on board, you really need to like absorb that information. If you have a bunch of creatives moving from the next thing to the next thing to the next thing to the next thing, there's nobody kind of holding the torch to actually like really secure the brand's like voice and image um wherever you, you combination, go i feel like you need that combination of those yeah things. like those like the goats of the agency of apple who like they're just your go-to and they can spot someone who bs in their way through it from a mile away yeah absolutely yeah and don't get me wrong i have ra- i've run into numerous people who have uh, who like to play the dance of like doing one year here, one year here, two years here, one year here. People talk. People definitely, definitely, definitely talk in the industry. So small and they world. Def- it's definitely a small world and your name will be brought up multiple, multiple times being like, hey, do you know X? Do you know Y? Because that person's been dancing around on their LinkedIn and like, what do you think? And And people will ask questions, you know? And so if you want to play that game, yeah, play that game. If you don't, that's cool. You know, it, it really depends on what you want to do. For me, it was like, I did like one year at Widen and then a year and a half at, a- at AKQA. And that was because I was in a visa constraint. Yeah. Even even my time at Apple, like they had asked me, they were like, hey, this seems really, really weird that you're here for one year, you're here for a year and a half. 
And I was like, yeah, it's just it's just purely because of a visa restriction. I, you know, for the longest time, I had thought about leaving Facebook. I was in this other org, seriously considering leaving Facebook. I was like, I'm not fitting in here. The work just isn't right for me. I'm doing more marketing. I'm not doing any product design work. Like it just didn't really make any sense. That was the di- that was the crazy dilemma, dude. It was like it had only been like less than a year. I'm really thankful that I had stuck in it just a little bit longer to be able to like really like develop and get my feet in this like Facebook soil. And if if I learned just a little bit more about this company, just learn and invest just a little bit more into the culture and, and the people and the work, it will reap so many rewards with you like being able to present yourself in in leadership in in leadership meetings and pitching your own work like it there is so many like unique levels for staying where you where you are in a so company. I think the, the point to kind of take away is like no matter whether you're going to bounce around or you're going to stay in one place you need to just give it 100% where you are at that moment yeah absolutely like you're living in the moment you're living in that moment like don't let anybody take it away moving to the present day are you still working with facebook what, what's going on now and i guess what's going on in the future for you Sure. Yeah. So I'm still at Facebook. Um, after uh, I moved on to a different organization at Facebook, where we're mostly like product focused design. So I really get to channel my what if or like try to break the system, break the boxes. Like I'm encouraged to break boxes at Facebook, which is really fucking cool. Oh, yeah. So I really, um, I'm really, really digging that. And I have a supportive manager. I have a supportive team. I have supportive leadership. And so like, I, it's a good place to I'm, be it's a really, really great place to be, you know? Um, and so I'm very, very, very thankful on that side, you know? So I'm- Tell us I'm, about I'm, your Vimeo. Tell us about Vimeo. Oh I yeah, yeah, yeah. I link to his <laughs> Vimeo a few days ago. And dude, I was like, not only are you this amazing designer and stuff, but I was like, wait, you're like a film producer. Like you could go into it, <laughs> this other field. Yeah. So talk to us about Vimeo and why yeah, you started that's, that. That's really great. Yeah, thanks. Thanks for bringing that. Thanks for bringing that plug, man. I appreciate that. And actually, you know what's really funny? To tie it in, the story that I told earlier about my friend Michael teaching me Final Cut in the RA dorms, in the RA office, actually, he taught me how to shoot film. He like was like, hey, if you get this Canon DSLR, it has video mode, you can shoot 1080, then put it in the Final Cut. I started there. That was that moment back at SCAT where learning Final Cut in like 30 minutes in that office for about five weeks sprawled into like this getting a camera, shooting this film, editing this crap, posting it on Vimeo, going and traveling, doing that again, doing it again, getting better, getting better, learning like this, learning like this, learning more, learning from YouTube, learning from classes, learning from friends. Just to be able to pick it up as well. Like just for someone to be like, yeah, you're like, I want for someone to be like, I want to shoot a film. I wish I could shoot this like cool drone footage or amazing footage of this trip and to be like, Oh, well I know exactly how to do that. That's, That's cool. Yeah, I, it's just, honestly, I did like a lot of YouTube. I did a lot of YouTube, a lot of learning and trying to figure it all out. But, you know, it, it was it was an interesting idea because, you know, when growing up, like my parents never had money for a camera, right? Like a really fancy camera. So me and my sister, we don't have a lot of pictures of like us being like super young and growing up because we were poor. But like now we have these fucking iPhones yeah. that have several right. lenses on them that can shoot 4K in 60 frames per second. Like, so I kind of had this idea. I was like, cool, if I get this like gimbal, this like light, this tripod, this like if I sh- like this film app, like I could shoot, you know, flat. 
I was traveling the world and just shooting clips here and there, and then just editing on the plane, editing the, when the, I got back. The Iceland, the Iceland footage, man, that could be like in a like a Svodka like commercial. <laughs> Thanks, yeah, that was cool. Yeah. And so it all just sort of like spiraled into like me just sort of investing into these filmmaking equipment. Actually, the Iceland film that you saw was the first time that I bought a mirrorless like DS uh, yeah, mirrorless, mirrorless camera. Yeah. And I moved away from iPhone into mirrorless cap, mirrorless DS, DSLR. That's the first film that I that I did, and then that sort of has just risen into like me now doing. People are calling me up through like Instagram, being like, "Hey, like, can you do this film? Can you do this real estate thing over here?" Well, you're um, shooting footage of John Lasseter's vineyard. <laughs> oh yeah, 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 and like yeah, and uh, yeah, and so like, what's really crazy is that I had been a um, a wine member and um, a family friend at john lasseter who if you don't know he um he basically started pixar with steve jobs back in the day right so his son went to scad and like we became really good homies and then so i you know i would go out to their home and their vineyard and i would get really really like comfortable in their vineyard and get really really inspired and so i would tell sam's dad john I think you guys tell a really, really great story. Would love to document that. Would love to document like the bottling process. Would love to document your tour tasting process. Like I just want to document these things. And John was like kind of hesitant. And then he finally called me up on the phone. He was like, let's do it. And so now like I'm getting paid uh, to go do these things for fun that I'm doing for fun. And so, um, yeah. And so it's, it's, it's been a really, really, really amazing like growth um, opportunity, and I, I really hope to direct and edit more in the future with you anybody. You're, you're dropping a new sort of feature film soon. What was that? Yeah, my um, my friend Jessie is a um, she's like this minimalist um, collage artist, um, and we had met a while back in San Francisco, and she's really she's been really really inspiring. Um, and I was like, I just need to document your process. She's like this artist. She's just like a regular artist from like brooklyn like she's originally from peru and so she came over to my house and i have all these plants and stuff and so this beautiful desk and she was like hey i really want to shoot it here and so we shot this like beautiful film basically showcasing her work and i just did it for free i did it for free because i wanted to help her out i wanted to give her allow her to have that opportunity to become great and you know that just all sort of just leads to Everything from the beginning, you know, with I didn't talk about Apple all the fucking time. Yeah. I don't think anybody would give me the opportunity to be great. Yeah. And I think it goes back to there was a loop that we made last last time we spoke of. There was a really poignant moment where you just started saying yes to everything. When I'd come to America to go to SCAD, uh, to go to university, I was 18, you know, I was quite naive. I was quite um, very a stubborn young man. And and I had, I just wanted to come to America and just like get this degree and then like go do this thing and figure it out on my own. I didn't need anybody's help. I didn't realize that coming to America was this really great opportunity to hit the reset button, mm-hmm. try something different. My neighbor, Eric, my best friend, Eric, he was this friendly Southern man. And he would just always like ask me, yo, do you want to go do this? Do you want to do this? Like he was just such a gentleman who just always was very persistent into getting to know me and wanting to um, really try to understand me. And he listened and he basically said to me, he was like, Hey, look, why don't you just start saying yes? Like, why don't you try things, try and be different. And I just started saying yes to everything. You know, I started saying yes to things in classes. Yes. To being an RA, yes. To being a SCAD radio DJ, 
And then I met a DJ through Scad Radio DJ who was DJing at clubs. And then he was like, hey, do you want to DJ at a club? I'm like, okay, cool. Domino. And then I would learn how to DJ from like a resident in the, in Springhouse. And then DJ at the at the W Hotel in Midtown. It was like this, like it was just like the spiral. Just like if, if I keep saying yes to things, opportunities will come to you. Like I, it was just a very like magical moment in my twenties. That has been a, a reoccurring theme in my. I turned thirty this Friday, which is really funny. And um, and so like that, I've been reflecting on, on the things like in my twenties. And so like I think that is a very very interesting thing to say is that you know just saying yes. And being open to everything and being that total sponge in your 20s is so fucking important. Say yes to everything. Learn everything. Make mistakes. It's totally okay. Yeah, Absolutely. There's, there's a lot of no's in life. You know, sometimes you have to swallow the bullet. But with every no, there's always another yes somewhere else. I, get, I was going to ask you what piece of advice you'd give, but I guess it's pretty clear <laughs> yeah, no, from the end of that. There you go. <laughs> say yes. That's yes. the sound, mate. <laughs> say, just say yes, man. Never give up. Never surrender. We always yeah. we always struggle, me and Chris, to figure out what like the little three-word snippet of what we're going to call the series is. And it's <laughs> yeah. Like, just say yes. I think we already just say it. yes. <laughs> Boom. There you go. Done. Yeah, if you want to... Ch- you know, plug anything, your social media, your website, Vimeo. Your Vimeo. <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah. I mean, uh, you guys can follow me on the gram. Um, it's at I Dinesh. It's like iPod, like iMac. <laughs> I Dinesh. Shock. It's like that. Yeah. Go figure, right? We'll stick it in, um, the, in the bio as well so you guys can check his stuff out. Yeah, yeah, wicked. Or just like Google my name, Dinesh Dave, Dinesh Dave, and you can find all the, all the handy dandy links. Perfect. Thank you so, so much, man. 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 Guys, thank you. I appreciate it, man. This is super fun. Really great. Cool. Thanks, guys. Have a wonderful night.